Hey guys, today we're going to be talking about indexing as a stock picker. Let's go. Indexing can be an alternative for a stock picker with market cash, but uh, is it a good idea? Uh, we stock pickers are by definition confident, uh, almost arrogant. Uh, why do you think you know more than the market when the odds are stacked against you? Uh, that's where the arrogance comes from. Um, yet we'll sti we still do it, just as entrepreneurs make companies against the slim chances of a startup succeeding. Uh, so we are playing against the wind here. Uh, but sometimes stock pickers, uh, much like entrepreneurs, uh, have nowhere to allocate capital to, uh, leaving us with parked park cash. And if you already have the habit of parking some cash in case of uh, a crash or recession, it's double trouble because uh, that's two ways of having um, cash lying around. To dive deeper uh, into uh, why we have this stopped cash, uh, we can ask why aren't you buying the stock? Um, and that can be for some reasons. If you can find a good entry point for the companies you invest in, uh, you may be waiting for a bargain, for example, and you should sh check out what Peter Lynch uh, says about it uh, in the book One Up on Wall Street. And he says, uh, but I don't go into cash. Going into cash would be getting out of the market. My idea is to stay in the market forever and to rotate stocks. So this is from the book, um, and I personally uh, think we should take this advice. Uh, if, if you were waiting for a bargain after missing the March 2020 market drop, uh, you are probably regretting the decision now, uh, and we will see if you will regret it in five years, but for now it's not looking good. Um, on the other hand, you may simply consider that the companies you want are overvalued, and that's okay and probable, uh, especially uh, right now, for at least for the companies I usually look at. Um, but that's uh, usually the case if you are trying to buy great companies. The competitive advantages of big companies such as Alphabet and Facebook are well known um, if you look at those, so it becomes harder to buy them. Um, and it may also happen that you can find uh, what you are looking for, uh, that can be a turnaround investor, for example, that isn't finding good cases to bet on. Uh, in any of these cases, uh, what you are left uh, is uh, cash. So this is when indexing becomes an alternative to market cash. Uh, indexing can be simply, buy, simply buying a S&P 500 ETF, uh, or if you are fancier, a mix of several ETFs. And the best book I've read on the subject was uh, by far A Random Walk Down Wall Street by Burton Malkiel. Um, and he makes the case for indexing and stock pinking in the same portfolio. Uh, so he recommends mostly indexing uh, with world exposure. So uh, buying not only uh, US uh, ETFs, um, by the way, he doesn't recommend S&P 500 as the, the preferred one for US equities. Um, he, he recommends a more broad one because he thinks that one is more representative of the US equity market. Uh, but he doesn't only recommend uh, 
it doesn't recommend you to be exposed only to US stocks. So uh, he also recommends uh, other types of ETFs such as um, emerging markets ETFs and other types of ETFs. Um, this can be a, a good idea for certain types of investors, investors, particularly the ones that invest in smaller or unloved companies because they may have more cash in hand. Um, but for a large cap growth investor, uh, someone that invests in FANG stocks, uh, indexing can be another problem. Um, if you can't buy Googles or Facebooks, uh, it is more likely than the market as a whole is overvalued, I, I would argue. And this is because large cap companies are a big part of the the indexes that we usually like to, to buy if we index. Um, when that happens, buying the index has diminished returns and we can estimate the, those uh, based on historical data. Um, I usually estimate 10-year future returns for S&P 500 and I adjust it for inflation and price to earnings changes. But Let's go into it now. Right now, uh, the S&P 500 actual price to earning ratio is around 40, 44, 45. Um, and let's make some assumptions. You can make yours. Uh, my assumptions is that uh, S&P 500 uh, long-term P is 15 to 20. Uh, long-term inflation is 2.5%. Uh, and long-term S&P 500 return is 7%. And then we make some calculations with our assumptions. So use what you think is more adequate, if you don't think my, my numbers make sense. And um, you can calculate P change effects, so price to earnings change effects, because uh, that is a problem of buying uh, S&P 500 now, if you look at this history. Um, a PE of 44 is very likely to come down in the future because it is implying high growth uh, for the, the companies that make it. Um, uh, and according to my calculations, that's uh, minus 8% to minus 10% uh, only from PE change effects. but. Uh, when you factor in the long-term S&P 500 uh, growth, uh, that is 7% for me, um, and you factor in another uh, penalizing metric, that is inflation, you will see that net returns are um, minus 4%, but um, directionally speaking, we are looking at flat uh, to negative returns. And again, plug in the values you want to and make your calculations um, and take your conclusions. But um, what is certain is that S&P 500 ETF doesn't look as attractive um, right now as, um, as, as it was some years ago because the, the B is way, way uh, up high historically. And uh, um, macro points to average uh, S&P, um, uh, higher average S&P 500 PEs, 
so that's uh, a good uh, a good news <laughs> for S and P five hundred P's due to low interest rates, um, and that is why I am uh, not so much conservative on the PE side. Uh, because the average PE historically is 15, but um, I do think that is uh, slightly going up due to the nature of the companies that have more weight on the index. Um, but still, uh, S&P 500 indexing doesn't look much great <laughs> um, right now. And that's mostly because of PE change effects. Uh, directionally speaking, again, uh, zero to negative four percent is um, the ballpark of what we should be expecting. And to conclude, uh, depending on the investor uh, type you are, you may be holding a lot of, of cash, and indexing may not help if you usually buy large caps growth stocks uh, like I do. Um, and what I'm saying is based on historical performance of S&P 500. Um, bonds are not a good place to be either, and all these issues combined uh, beat stock prices higher. Um, but let me know what you think. Let me know if you are uh, holding cash now, if you are comfort comfortable holding cash uh, right now, and what alternatives do you use to stock picking, if you do use any. Uh, let us know and that is it for today guys um, if you like the content um, please subscribe you can do that on the website stockpickinginsights.com and we'll see you next week